Hello, and welcome back to KPMG's GTA Come As You Are podcast. My name is Brittany Arachi, and this is the show where we connect with members of our KPMG community on a variety of topics and learn about their stories, experiences, and share other resources. Now, this is your chance to take a break. Make a coffee, have your lunch, or if you haven't been outside yet and you're able to, use this time to get some fresh air while you listen. This is our first episode of our second series release called This Is Me, Striving to Thrive, where we are going to talk about all things mental health. Whether you are focused on proactively taking care of your mental health, treating a mental illness, or being there for a family, friend, or colleague who is struggling, there is something for everyone in this podcast series. Join me in welcoming back a prior guest, Alario Melia, partner in the Sim Audit Group, who will be continuing the conversation with me on mental health over the course of this month. It's so good to have you back, Lario. For our new listeners, why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself? Thanks, Brittany. I'm Lario Melia. I'm the actually the mental health and wellness leader for the GTA audit practice. Uh, as you mentioned, I am a partner in the consumer and industrial markets practice, uh, newly partner, uh, effective in September. Um, I've actually been very open about my struggles with bipolar disorder, and I've actually discussed and written on the topic for in the firm for several years now. Uh, in addition to that, I am married uh, for 13 years, and I'm the dad, proud dad of a cute eight-year-old uh, autistic child, Sebastian. Thanks for being here, Lario. Since I put you on the spot, I'll share a bit about myself as well. So as I mentioned, my name is Brittany Arachi. Since we connected on the last podcast series, I have got married and changed my name from Brittany Hartland. I am a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a wife, and I'm also a soon-to-be first-time mom. Congrats on that. Thank you. <laughs> I've run a marathon, a few half marathons. I can play the French horn. I love the sunshine and being near the water, and my pronouns are she, her. Mental health and mental illness is something that I, like many, have struggled with on and off over the years. And I know from my own experience, even as an HR professional, that it can be so hard to talk about, to get help, and to share your story. But I truly believe that it, there is courage and vulnerability, and that sharing your story openly and authentically is how we break the stigma associated with mental illness, which then helps create a space for others to share when they are struggling and get the support and resources they need. You may recall that last year, our theme for Mental Health Week in the GTA was This Is Me Unfiltered, where we focused on creating a space for people to remove their filter and bring their full selves to work. This year, we want to build on that. This year for Mental Health Week in the GTA, our theme is This Is Me Striving to Thrive. Mental health has often been described in a continuum model where people can measure their mental health in terms of thriving, surviving, struggling, or in crisis. We will talk a bit more about what thriving actually means, but before that, Alario, where are you today on the mental health continuum model? So in full transparency, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I am a new partner, uh, effective in September, and uh, today I'm feeling okay. Uh, you know, I'm not quite good, but I'm not quite great, right? Um, so, you know, this has been a pretty big adjustment year, and a lot of changes happened, and, and I've just come out of my peak period. So to say that uh, I was not impacted by it would be a lie. So in summary, you know, I do feel that I'm not currently at my best, and, and that's okay, but we will get there, and, and that's the plan. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I, I, I think I feel similarly, like yeah. I'm not thriving yet, uh, but I'm also not surviving. I feel somewhere in the, in the middle. I, I don't feel at my very best, but I don't feel at my, my very worst. I, I have a lot of exciting changes coming up in my life. Um, but with those big changes, there's also some anxiety and uncertainties about what to, to expect. Feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, what is thriving anyways? Someone who is in the thriving category will typically feel good, calm, and content, though not necessarily free from all troubles or worries. So someone who is thriving can usually cope with those challenges fairly well, and they have things like good eating, sleeping, and social patterns. But I think for our conversation, when we're thinking about thriving, we want to be really realistic about what that actually means hmm. and how we can thrive or at least strive to thrive. So you, we won't be spewing toxic positivity or highlighting all the best practices and recommendations that we see online or you know already know, like eating healthy, getting enough sleep, meditation, exercising, et cetera. We want to have a realistic conversation about how stigma can impact our ability to thrive. So we want to talk about the ongoing challenges and setbacks that too many of us experience on a regular basis and how we can reset, revisit, overcome, and support one another. So, Alario, how has stigma with mental illness impacted your ability to thrive? I mean, from a, from a very high level, I'd sum it up probably in two particular facets. The first being that, you know, the stigma of uh, the fear that I experienced in sharing my condition really impacted my ability to get help at the beginning and to get the resources that I needed in order to then thrive. Um, so it really was a prevent preventing factor at that time. Um, and, it, and it really prevented just the access to the help, the care that I needed early on. Uh, the second, which would probably be more current, but even now I often feel like, you know, I have things under control and I'll sometimes ignore some of those warning signs. Uh, you know, it's almost that self-stigma that, you know, uh, I feel better, I should be okay, I know better now. Uh, but those always creep in and creep back that, you know, I just don't want to admit that I might be going down a path that is not necessarily the best and that will prevent me from being at my best at those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my experience, both at work and with my family and friends, it was really the self-stigma that stopped me from um, getting the help that I needed and the supports that I needed. So you you sharing that self-stigma piece really resonates with me. Uh, for me, it, it just impacted my ability to really focus on that recovery. Um, when I reflect on my experiences, for me, mental illness has often lied to me. It's told me that I can't do things, that I'm not strong, that I'm all alone. And that's just really not true. And so trying to identify that and make a different choice yeah. is the key. How can you tell when you're thriving or when you're not in a so good place? I mean, it, when I'm thriving, I, I really do feel very, very different, um, especially being bipolar. It's very common for me. But, uh, you know, when I'm thriving, I'm just so productive. And the other one, the, the other key factor would be confident. I, I do feel confident, like I could take on the world, right? Um, when I'm not thriving, I tend to be a little bit more shy. I'll back away uh, from conversations or the world in general. But, uh you know, especially those difficult conversations that, you know, we do have to have in our profession. It's very common and normal. Um, but 
those are very hard and, and very difficult yeah. to go through. But when I'm thriving, there's no hesitation. There's just, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And I'm mm -hmm. very confident and, and comfortable in having those conversations and doing what needs to get done. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate to that a lot. I also find when I'm not thriving, I'm less patient. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Very easy to fall into that. Yeah. Less resilient. I'm more quickly tempered. Tired all the time. Too. Tired. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The other thing I've noticed is that when I am thriving, I tend to just be more naturally engaged in a healthy routine. Mm. So I find it's like this vicious cycle of either not doing all the things I need to do or doing all the things I need to do. <laughs> yeah. You're either on top of it or you just, you, you don't yes. want to get into it almost, right? 100%. 100%. Because yeah. yeah, when I'm, when I am thriving, I'm exercising on a regular basis. I am eating healthy. I'm getting enough sleep, um, meal prepping, my house is clean e and even things, um, just that I want to do, like I'm baking because I want to mm -hmm. not. So I'm using that time, my free time to do other somewhat productive things versus just laying down and watching Netflix for yeah. three hours. <laughs> it's easy to fall into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, last time we talked was about a year ago in our last podcast series when we connected on the tools in our tool belt. And so I'm curious, are there any new activities or tools in your tool belt that have helped you or that you've leveraged this year on your path? Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, as I mentioned, the new title at the firm has brought upon quite a few changes in my life and new challenges that... Uh, my previous tools may not have been the most equipped to deal with at the time. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, the training at the firm has gotten me to where I need to be and uh, to be a competent professional and everything I need to do. But at the same time, from a personal and just, you know, a mental health perspective, I did need to develop some new tools. Um, you know, I really needed to leverage... Um, I found I really need to leverage the you know the knowledge and the experience of the partners around me that experience um, and know how to use that support system really to help me get through this um, you know just to bounce ideas off of when I'm not feeling very confident um, you know and reassure myself in the decisions I'm making and so on um, but realistically it was I have the knowledge I have the skills I have the the experience to do what I need to do but now I needed that. You know, when I'm not at my best, the reassurance, knowing who to go to to get that, knowing where my new support system was going to be. Uh, I couldn't go to my wife who doesn't quite know these circumstances, right? So learning that new support system in that situation was very important. Mm -hmm. That's a good example of how, like, as life changes, you may find that tools that worked previously might not continue to work in the same way and and that's okay. And and I think, you know, for myself sometimes that can feel a bit defeating. Mm -hmm. At times almost like you're taking some steps backwards. So I think it's important that we all give ourselves grace when those tools aren't working anymore and it's okay to go back to the drawing board and explore what are some new tools to access. Patience <clears throat> patience and leniency with yourself is very important when you're going through this process, just to 
learn and it's a constant learning mm-hmm. model, right? It's not something that you learn and now you've got it for the rest of your life. Yes. You're going to go through stages. You're going to need to learn how to deal with it. You're going to become a mom soon. Yeah. So a lot of <laughs> Lots learning. Lots of learning coming up <laughs> my way. <laughs> for certain. Yes. <laughs> for sure. So, I mean, you were talking about the like partners are accessing that new, those new tools to help you. Is there kind of anyone specifically that you're thinking of? I mean, there, there's a few specifics, of course, I'm not going to call anybody out, but you know, as, as I said, you know, the partners around me have all been just incredibly supportive, uh, in my firm. Uh, I'd, I'd call one out in particular that, you know, I, I feel like I had a bad case of imposter syndrome when I started, uh, or when I was just promoted and I, I'm really working through it and I, I'm really, I'm sure I will continue and, and, and I have developed a lot in this particular area. Uh, but, you know, they've helped me with a new mantra that helps me get through uh, a lot of situations. And one of that was, um, you're, you're not a new partner, you're a partner. Um, drop the new. And, and that has been just so helpful in reminding myself that you're not an imposter. You you belong here. You you can do this, and to be confident and be uh, proactive and be the guy that, you know, in August, you know, the same person that was in August that is today. Um, you had the skills then. We believe in you. You can do this. You know, stop calling yourself new, uh, and that has really really been helpful. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like great advice. I think how we speak and think about ourselves, it really does impact how we show up at the end of the day in our relationships and how we present our presence with other people. Your topic of the topic of mantras, like you mentioned a a mantra and, and it's a good one that I've almost forgot about. And when you said that, it made, it reminded me probably seven or eight years ago, I was going through a really difficult time. And I remember my sister calling me and she kept saying, repeat, like, repeat after me, repeat these (laughs) words, I am enough. And I remember at the time, I felt so silly saying it. Um, She had a few other ones that she was telling me, say this, say that to yourself. But one will stick naturally, Yes. And that one of I'm enough is the one that it just, it stuck with me all these years later. And I think for me, it's given me a good reminder that, I'm enough. I can do this. Like it, it challenges that imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Almost. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to go through those mantras in a couple of months. So <laughs> get used to them for sure. Yes. <laughs> One thing that I think that is important for everyone to take away is that we all have mental health. When we talk about it, we can either focus on breaking the stigma with mental illness or mental health challenges, or we can focus on how to maintain positive mental health. And enhancing positive mental health is possible for everyone, even those with a mental illness. People can recover from mental illness and thrive. So for our listeners, we encourage you to consider sharing your story with mental health and mental illness to break the stigma. Finding the courage to speak up, ask for help, support others, and access the necessary resources will help you work towards being your best self. Remember, you are not alone. Together, we can break the stigma. Together, we can strive to thrive. Together for mental health. For our KPMG employees, consider joining the GT Mental Health Network if you haven't already. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in next week for our next episode.